Hey friends, welcome back to our weekly show where we are asking the what if question to picture a world we can help create together. A big hello if you are tuning in each week and a bigger hello if this is your first time. When one searches for the meaning of the word waste, two definitions stand out. The first one is the noun version which we have grown up hearing and that is an unusable material, substance or a byproduct. Great, understood. The second one is a verb version and that is more interesting and also relevant in our times. And that is use or expend carelessly, extravagantly or to no purpose. Fortunately, the verb is getting its much deserved recognition. Considering we may have let it spiral out of control in the last couple of decades. We chat with Lokesh Sampavani, co-founder of Recube, on how values of sustainable practices need to make a comeback in a post-single-use world. Recube is all about creating a social impact. Like we tell ourselves that we want it to become like a social community that everyone's a part of and everyone's there to create a change in the society. So you started off with, uh, of course, in the sustainability sector. So uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say over here is if at any point of time in future, when Pooja, if Pooja has an idea in the mm-hmm. sustainability sector, which can make things convenient for people, which can make things easier for people, and which can make things much better for the environment in our capacity to empower Pooja, to do and scale up a proper business model for mm-hmm. it. So currently, Recube has two brands, Capable and Refillable, which currently revolve around creating a sustainable future in terms of eliminating packaging waste, create enabling a circular economy, and everything like that. So the eventual goal for Recube is always going to be to become that social community eventually mm-hmm. and have as many brands as possible, connect to as many number of people as possible in the same role. And... Uh, people like-minded people who want to change create a change in the environment it's all about that so tell us more about how these alternatives which are coming at a very very crucial point in our lifetime how are they helping build the circular economy how are they contributing to that concept so for me to answer that question i'll just have to give you a brief background on what the entire problem is <laughs> so uh, like everyone knows that there is this climate change happening and uh, 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 there are like there's global warming is at an all point uh, uh, like as an all time high mm-hmm. and people really don't uh, dive into it to understand what the major issue is over here so what i'm trying to say is that in our day to day lives we have become so careless or uh, the linear economy what may people may call it like we don't care about how a thing is particularly made how we dispose it how it affects the surroundings around us that we don't bother doing about anything so i'll just give you an example that why did we start with the uh, packaging and what kind of an impact are capable and refillable creating mm-hmm. so uh, when imagine us going to a milkshake uh, to a milkshake joint just having grabbing a cup of coffee or tea or any kind of beverage we would get in plastic bo- plastic cup we would be drinking out of it and we'd be throwing it in the dustbin mm-hmm. and these cups may or may not be recycled if they are not recycled they directly go to the landfill now this was a consumption of one particular person now imagine if globally or so it's a, it's a stat that globally every minute over a million cups are sold mm-hmm. 
so that's million plastic cups which are being used every single day uh, every minute so in a day you have xyz number of minutes and the amount of waste you can automatically calculate mm-hmm. so the there was a clear need to understand that there has been a transitional shift which needs to happen to change things around us and that's where we personally believe that we our background has always been in uh, social impact right through our college days that's when the five of us had met mm-hmm. when we started learning more about this particular problem we thought that this is the best way to enter a particular industry and start loving what we were uh, what we do and create a change and we were always of that uh, those kind of people so we saw this problem occurring in india and we just took the plunge we started it off and a year and a half later we've already worked with 150 brands first we helped them divert over 100, say 5 million single use disposables from entering the landfill and create systems for these guys so we're all about uh, creating a circular economy with our basic principles of uh, reduce reuse and recycle mm-hmm. like everything whatever happens in our company till date is for these three principles and that's why the name of the company is recube so that's re raise the power of three which is what i just mentioned oh that's very interesting amazing <laughs> like most of you i remember learning about the concept of reduce reuse and recycle as part of environmental science back in school what came across as just another chapter in a school textbook has become so much more real now personally i find peace in knowing that i can reuse a product multiple number of times and not let it pile up on our landfills and it does demand a lifestyle change which is not easy given a world is living ingesting and breathing plastics wherever you are in your sustainable living journey just know that even the smallest step makes a difference for you and for a planet so you've written this interesting article which i've come across and it says that uh, waste is a millennial concept so can you can you go a little bit into detail about that and and what prompted you or what observations have you had in your experience so far that made you you know draft that piece so uh, because waste is a millennial concept like it's actually true mm-hmm. so what if i were to tell you 95% of plastic waste did not exist 50 years ago yeah like i'm talking about 1970s mm-hmm. plastic was recently uh, discovered back then mm-hmm. and now what if i tell you in the next 30 years there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish now this talks about the entire uh, say misuse of uh, non renewable resources which is harming the entire environment so uh, 50 years ago i personally believe the life life still went on right of course we did not have so much technology back then mm-hmm. but we were still working out and of course this was before the uh, population explosion but there were a few systems in place so i'll give an example like uh, in india earlier uh, so i'm talking about early 1990s or maybe even 2000s as well mm-hmm. when i personally used to go to a shop to have a drink of say pepsi or coca cola or this uh, milk uh, shake called energy over oh, here yes. yeah so we had to stand over there at the particular shop have the drink and return the glass bottle right. because we were just paying for the drink and not the bottle itself mm-hmm. so if we had to take a bottle we had to pay an additional x amount of money but if we were not we were had to stand there and finish the entire drink and then that glass bottle will go back into the eco ecosystem we they will wash it clean it give it back to the manufacturer for refilling and that would be the entire loop mm-hmm. so this system was already pre existing back in 1970s like forget this also like our household groceries or say like our milk mm-hmm. uh, so after this incident we went back we spoke to our parents about that how did 
things happen in your age mm-hmm. like what was the entire scenario back then and they were just very clear that if you have to get a bottle of milk back in 1960s you actually had to return your old bottle from yesterday then only you are eligible to get a new bottle so that's like a complete system what they had created back then where there was no wastage yes. because primarily at that point of time that was because it, there was uh, plastic wasn't invented back then and people did not know how economically feasible plastic was but without that we were pretty self sustainable mm-hmm. in that entire aspect so hence i personally believe that waste is all a millennial concept because we found a better material material which is economically feasible for the entire ecosystem that's when the entire shift actually ap- happened and i personally believe that's a fair enough shift because if you are actually able to give more convenience to the consumer you can get it for at a cheaper rate then i don't see a reason why not and little did we realized back in 1970s 80s when the entire plastic boom happened mm-hmm. that it's going to create such a big issue two decades down the line yeah. and that's where we are at currently so hence i personally believe that the entire uh, values of no wastage has been there in from in our, in our ancestors back from say centuries i would say mm-hmm. and uh, the recent explosion boom of the millennials or the generation z has just uh, accelerated the circular economy phase and now we need to again go back to that particular system yeah. so that's what the entire article entailed that everything happens over here in a pretty system a systematic manner mm-hmm. and we just need to Uh, organize it if i'm in say so, so uh, actually i wanted to share this fact with you mm-hmm. i'm not too sure if you know this india actually currently boasts uh, back in 2017 it boasted a recycling rate of 83% of the plastics it uh, manufactured okay. which is very high for a country like india like most of the averages of western countries or global average was 55% mm-hmm. but cut to 2019 uh the indian average has uh, fallen to say 67 or 68% the reason being the rise of swiggies and the zomatos and any hyper local startups which have just boomed in the last few years mm-hmm. that's the reason why it's fallen down but i still personally believe for a country like india that's great because we already have the structure of those rag pickers who are going to ha- every society every household and creating the entire waste manner so personally i i can't compare it with other countries but india currently has a solid foundation already mm-hmm. it's just that it is not organized at this point of time and all we need to do is just make it more convenient for people and organize it and we have a complete solution which can be rolled out globally and not only in india when it comes to waste and when it comes to plastic it's something that i have also seen in um in an, an interesting video was that in 1970s or when plastic you know had its boom there was this short sightedness that great we have this amazing new material that we can use for every single thing like every third thing we touch is probably made of plastic right now but in that short sightedness whoever went along in this plastic boom they did not they did not really know what's going to happen when it starts piling up it was the ha you produce it you manufacture it but then what about the disposal nobody thought about the disposal correct no but personally yeah. i still believe that uh, plastic as a material itself is not uh, quite harmful like it's mm-hmm. if used well like it's the issue currently personally for us for recube is that it's in the consumption of the way of the various materials not only plastic mm-hmm. like plastic is a great 
material if used properly throughout like if it if you are putting an end to it and again using it to make various different products i personally feel that there is nothing what can replace plastic there is nothing more durable nothing more economical nothing more commercially scalable across than plastic and it is just our misuse of consumption in the past mm. few decades which has got us in this current scenario so there have been lot of pilots done by these big ass companies say from unilever to coke and pepsi you know returnable pet bottle right. and they wash it they clean it so in comparison to aluminum bottles stainless steel bottles glass bottles making a plastic bottle is least carbon intensive okay. so when you actually do a life cycle assessment when you're actually comparing the carbon emissions uh, done by each particular bottle mm-hmm. plastic is the lowest is the least mm-hmm. okay now the in the entire scenario all you need to do is just make sure that it's reusable if you use pl- a plastic bottle for over 10 times also mm-hmm. and provided doesn't leak any kind of chemicals into the uh, say human consumption keeping all those factors aside but if we actually manage to figure out a way for plastic to sustain 10 more washes or 10 more uses it is the best source what anyone can ever get having said that it is still not a complete viable solution because plastic at the end of the day needs to go somewhere or the other so everyone globally yes yeah. yes yeah. so everyone globally is still figuring that entire end last bit part currently mm-hmm. we also are material agnostics we are finding new and new sources of material every single day like okay. we've just actually started making products out of crop waste right. like we are implementing so we're working on a few pilots with ab inware we're working with diageo we're working with taco bell what we're doing is that we're collecting waste from their uh, source so during the brew uh, manufacturing of a beer or brewing of a uh, beer there's a lot of uh, beer spent grain waste which is there so we are taking those back we are drying it we are seeing if we can make it into a particular material because at the end of the day we have to shift to renewable sources mm-hmm. uh, there's no doubt about it personally we would there's a lot of misconception about plastic that plastic is completely bad mm-hmm. what people should have a problem with is single use disposables right. be it paper be it aluminum be it glass whatever you use it just for once is an issue for the environment that is very interesting that's an interesting point because when you think of single use disposables for some reason um also because of the whole uh, movement that has been created is that plastic comes to your mind so single use product is probably plastic but i like that you are also informing and also educating the public that it's not just plastic that there are other materials and it's it's the usability and it's the utility that is uh, the issue here that's a good takeaway and that's also my learning thank you Okay so you spoke a little bit about the five of you back uh, in your college days and I'm sure you you are the the heroes of you recube but I believe that in every journey that um, you embark on always have more people who support your cause or who you know carrying your in this case the reusable revolution forward so in recube's journey who would you say are the heroes and how have you evolved as a group to be where you are so i'll be very honest with you it's uh, the uh, apart from our team apart from five co-founders it's the people around us or other i'd say that i just want to give you a small brief about the entire company mm-hmm. so uh, the reason why it started or when it was started was that india at that point of time had uh, put up a problem that we are banning uh, single use plastic all across industries and they didn't realize the kind of industries which were reliant on single use plastic and they started without any particular solution so we thought it's a great time to enter the industry because there is no solution probably we can create one we will be able to scale it up in a much uh, better manner so that mm-hmm. was our thinking back in june 2018 when the entire discussions were happening 
so at that point of time we actually took six months off so our actual product was launched in jan 2019 for six for good six months we actually used to go door to door to restaurants we used to call them understand what their problem exactly is the early then you get uh, you must have heard about this term called early adopters yes. the early adopters over here were the most crucial ones because we uh, we were kids back then because we had just graduated like i'm a kid <laughs> till date but we were kids back then because we were na- very naive in our approach just out of college you're not thinking in a holistic approach you're thinking that probably this is the right solution without even diving into various things so uh, the early adopters were the answer because we because we went to each and every person we understood what their problem was mm-hmm. and then we started creating a solution we reverse integrated the entire thing mm-hmm. and that's personally uh, the reason why i would like to thank the earlier adopters those can be our restaurants those can be our friends those can be people around us right. like a small uh, community what we were building back then like we are just very thankful to these guys because they have played a very crucial role in making sure where we are so uh, it was just uh, personally I like to believe that we were, we were really really lucky because in our first trial only we were successful we rec- directly reached out to many people and it just went through it just boosted uh, in a very uh, quick like it snowballed really quickly so the early adopters were the ones so someone like a burger king like when we approached these guys we are really thankful to them because we had like three clients apart from them at that point of time and a, comp- a global company mm-hmm. taking a call <laughs> on a startup which doesn't even exist on date so this was uh, even before we had actually created recube we went to these guys and said that hey we have a solution just okay. as a five of us we had a meeting with these guys so and their first meeting they shot us down second meeting we again like their marketing team called us saying that this is an interesting concept we can actually probably work something out with them and that's when we came in and we started off so we are really grateful for these guys because they started out like they took a gamble on a startup which did not even exist at that point of time so we're really grateful for these guys and they helped us scale in the manner that because it's a global it's a international brand it's going across various outlets it's going like the systems are being implemented all across so people actually could see us and that's how we got start getting referrals and xyz number of things and 2019 was a blockbuster year for us like okay. i couldn't have been happier though i still feel that we could have done more but uh, the entire success goes on to the early adopters because if we, we didn't do the right things at the right time or we were not lucky enough then things wouldn't have taken off the way they, it did whenever you have that support or the trust that you get especially when you said the marketing marketing team got back to you and they said they're interested in what you have to offer i am sure you were elated and that's 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 always a great feeling when you know that there are people who believe in what you're doing and who are relating to the cause as well so that's great you you said that 2019 was a blockbuster year take us through some of the wins that you've celebrated as a team and not just 2019 <laughs> but even before that even before req became what it is today we are still a very small team so we are, we are mm-hmm. five co-founders with a couple of more interns on our front facing apart from that we have a few like we have a manufacturing facility recycling and various like on a, apart from our back end stuff so when you're talking about wins uh, we personally still feel uh, on an individual and a company professional basis that we still haven't done enough so we mm-hmm. don't celebrate we haven't celebrated anything in the past uh, okay. 18 odd months i'll be very honest with you in on this one but i can show that uh, how we've grown and we've been happy about it but it's on that like uh, it we acknowledge the fact that okay this is the right step so when i'm when i'm telling you that we are back in june 2018 we were working out of a under construction site watchman's cabin 
got to march 2019 like a good 8 9 8 months 9 months later we actually took a an office in a residential building and then we started off and like mm-hmm. uh, good so that was the fun time okay we thought that okay we we acknowledging the fact that we've grown we are growing out of it and now we can afford a better place and now we're make trying to make like we are on track and we are creating a better system of that sort or similarly the moment when we go to our clients and they convert and they're ready to sign on a, a retainer basis now that plays a very important role for any particular business to get a recurring or a constant client who is there to support you in the lows and the bigs and uh, the entire innovation aspect so if i currently go and call uh, any of my 120 clients at this point of time they'll be more than happy to listen to a new idea that is because of the value what we provided in the past few months and that's based on complete goodwill and consistency good basis so we acknowledge these things right before the pandemic and we knew that where we were heading but i'll be very honest with you we are still very far off than what we want to be so we don't like celebrating uh, these uh mm-hmm. things as small wins because our eyes are always on the bigger picture but we like acknowledging them acknowledging it that okay we got a new client on board and we are helping them save creates this much impact or other i'll give an example the one place where we had actually become very happy so in 2019 refillable did not exist so we were primarily like a b2b brand helping uh, brands become more sustainable right and mm-hmm. at that point of time we started doing a few more events and creating systems for these guys also so uh, when we were at a particular event and we were just setting up our uh, booth for uh, return returns and our entire structure in place at that point of time a person came and told us hey all are the same ones who uh, supply this uh, supply these things for uh, one outlet called sweetest house mafia and like, we were like yeah so people started recognizing us like we it was like a first event we did not think that people would remember us from where from restaurants to an events perspective but many of them did and we were really really happy about it. we we were elated that oh people are taking note of what we do and it's the actual consumer who's doing that so mm-hmm. small wins like that we've acknowledged that in the in the due course mm-hmm. and there are many such small small instances what we really feel uh, happy about and uh, that's just been a part of our entire journey till date in my opinion i think these are some big wins <laughs> but <laughs> but it's good that as a team you are looking at the bigger picture and you have that end goal in sight um but always good to you know acknowledge these small wins because it's these small things that really take you ahead and keep you going or uh, when you acknowledge these small wins and you know when you probably sit down with your team to discuss what's next what are some of the learnings that have come out of let's say the wins or the challenges that you faced and i don't like calling it challenges because if um that kind of limits limits the potential to learn and to grow so i i like to think of it that these are the wins that we've had and yes these are some of the shortcomings but this is what we've learned from that quite a lot of you i'll be very honest with you till date <laughs> we're learning every single uh, like uh, every single day we're learning something or the other about it but if i have to just uh, think about it the biggest learning by far would be the power of makeshift uh, i don't even know if this is a term which is known to people <laughs> around <laughs> <laughs> so this is what uh, resonates amongst the five of us uh, so because this is what we've learned through our entire journey so back when we started uh we were we had a half baked idea in our head which we wanted to validate through various people okay mm-hmm. at uh, uh at that point of time 
uh, we had one half big cookie and went to these clients. We were cold calling every single day. We were seeing if there's a need in the market and X Y Z. Like we were uh, completely twenty four seven on the approach on the prod to get more people in and join mm-hmm. them. Uh, join or like make them a partner in this entire community because we personally believe our offering was really good. Like not only we're making it you sustainable, but we are also making you uh, say uh, economically efficient. Uh, and com- we are commercially feasible as well so that that's where we were at so we were constantly behind customers back then and we were finding out new and new things and it took off really well cut to when uh, mid 2019 when we understood that okay uh, capable is a known brand in the fnb sector over here so if you go to a particular restaurant and event they would know us very well so now we need to take brand calls and uh, we need to take things like we need to uh, think about various things before doing pilots or doing things how they were earlier and it really slowed down the entire process so mm-hmm. uh, we actually did not get time to reflect back upon it till the time the lockdown was announced uh, in march or till the time covid was there so in a way i'm quite grateful to covid also because it made us uh, reflect back on our entire journey and if we've drifted back from something or where we are at currently so we realized that the thing what slowed us down was that earlier even without our particular uh, mvp or minimum viable product we mm-hmm. were so uh, like we were going out and telling people and talking to more about it rather in the second half of our journey we became so much brand conscious that we need to build things certain manner that we were yes. focusing on our brand around rather than our product itself so we let that thing go so what the power of makeshift does is that we personally mean that ideas are pretty cheap execution is is the key to any kind of success like you can say that i'm i'm going to create a material which is going to be economically feasible and sustainable all across but mm-hmm. till the time you don't do it people are not going to believe you till the time you don't implement it and see the uh, on ground realities or the on ground problems of it it's not going to happen so in any particular manner just start whatever it yeah. is it, it may be the most crass manner to start of any particular thing but just start there is you can always say that hey we're sorry we're still building it we and then you can go one step further one step further one step further google wasn't built in a day apple wasn't built in a day like all these companies they all everyone keeps evolving so that's why you personally yeah. that implementation is much more important than ideation and that's the power of makeshift is like if you have a makeshift solution then personally we believe go for it it really doesn't matter like you will have enough opportunities to brand yourself in a better manner because you all will be those problem solvers so mm-hmm. firstly that's our key takeaways in the past 18 or 20 odd months that's what we've been uh, primarily focus on and personally mm-hmm. that's where we feel that uh, one place what we ideally want to improve further is branding aspect because now we no longer think on those lines so yeah. <laughs> uh, we are with all about the entire solution so eventually our thing would be to just make it much more better apart from that then i would say that another key learning would be just uh, solve for the consumer of that mm-hmm. sort so understand your target audience there i know it's a very cliched line but i can't emphasize that how important this is because <laughs> a lot of us go through the entire mom's test or the friend's test of what you would heard of it like if you go and tell your mom an idea she would be always wow it's a great idea but at the end mm. of the day <laughs> you know that till then i don't go to an actual buyer or an actual seller or whatever the entire idea is all about it you don't go to a respected audience you're not going to get actual feedback so yeah. uh, understand your consumer and solve for it like every single day try and ensure that you making it convenient for them every single day each and every aspect of it personally we believe that is the only time when you will be able to 
grow or you will be able to actually create something otherwise mm. uh, like this has happened with us uh, we have spoken to 10000 people 10000 out of 10000 people not even 1% said that hey it's a bad idea all of them validated it but when we yeah. actually had to do a few pilot we realized that the, the conversion rate is less than 1% now out of 10000 if you call 1% so a uh, lot of people are involved in this entire uh, mom test so know your target audience and uh, apart from that i just like the like consistency and learn build for the future and last thing what i'd say is just get your shit done you know your shit better than anyone else like maybe you're doing <laughs> you're working in a corporate you're doing a corporate job or you are working in an ngo or you have a own startup or you're doing or you're a college student at the end of the day what's more important is like the art of getting your shit done like i i'm pretty uh, focused on this one because your relentless focus on one particular task consistently over a span of time will give you much more rewards than your wavering mind focusing on 10 different things at one point of time i personally yeah. believe like that's one thing what uh, everyone should be a part of i am personally like i try to stick to it not necessarily i have been like i am proclaiming that i have mastered all these things it's a process but i personally can see the difference in or uh, whatever i have said right now so hence like these are the key learnings what i like to just share with you and personally like if you can try it out give me feedback that if it actually makes sense or no then i'd, I'd be happy if i can help someone out in this process i think there are some very important learnings especially if you're thinking of a you know long term impact which is what you're doing and which is what a whole environment sustainability journey is about so i resonate with your learnings and and what you said is right i think traditionally we were raised to you know believe that oh your idea needs to be perfect your plan needs to be perfect everything needs to be just consistently good before you actually execute it but now because we are in this fast paced world where technology connects each one of us every single minute of your day you just need to be you know you need to be nimble you need to go for it without really waiting around for your plans to become as perfect as you want them to be so no because we end up procrastinating so much that's why we feel that okay we we've lost half the battle because we're not battling it out with other startups or other companies or we're actually solving a problem we waste most exactly. of our time just thinking at what more can we do whereas you're not you stop doing it from you stop yourself from doing it so the you're fighting it, it's a you versus you battle and the yeah. moment someone can win over yourself then you've got it right you're halfway there now that um now that you have been with recube and you've developed the product and the brand so far when you look ahead and when all of you look ahead together what what have you envisioned for recube and and more broadly what are you hopeful for one thing what uh, i personally believe that like we really really hopeful for is to become a uh, synonym for sustainable practices in uh, uh, if not globally then at least uh, south asia and india mm-hmm. that uh, across various industries be it like a company like a tcs who's a consultancy firm who's relying on technology and xyz number of things or if you're a manufacturing uh, process or any e-commerce company like we like to believe that we would be sustainable uh, synonym for everything like you name it apart uh, right any any company who requires any kind of packaging we should be able to create a system for you and ensure mm-hmm. that there, there is no linear concept available for the entire thing so we will customize the solution for you specially and ensure that everyone around the consumers have a movement that there is no kind of wastage anywhere so that's like a five year goal what we have set for india and at the same point of time the the we know for a matter of fact 
the only reason the only play, reason why any idea can succeed is if it is much more convenient than what it is right now people are not going to pay extra for making their lives sustainable so it's all about mm-hmm. how can you make their lives convenient by ensuring it is sustainable and economically feasible at the same point of time so that's the thing what we want to crack in the next like that's one thing what we're really hopeful that we will be crack uh, cracking in the next few years but apart from that mm-hmm. seeing ourselves that we should be at a place at a point of time in the next 5 years that we should be able to tell companies that this is not right and this is not wrong and they don't need to look further now currently what happens is that they want to do validate our facts they want to brainstorm on the entire process which we are really grateful for but at the point mm-hmm. of time that we have we have to become so learned about our entire space that they should hold us completely they should trust us completely that what they are saying is right and this is the, this is the solution for the future that's how we want to envision the entire process we want to envision the manner that currently we have barely say a few thousand people who are currently in the zero waste community when you're talking about next mm-hmm. five years i would like to keep a meager target of say 10 million people who are uh, completely zero waste or following the zero waste lifestyle maybe not because of mm-hmm. us but on a general level currently in india so we want to convert that few thousand into 10 million at least over the next five years and we personally believe for a country like india that's that's a quite an easy target like we can very easily achieve that true i think there's an achievable target it does make sense because the conversations have started people already realizing and they're also witnessing firsthand thanks thanks to the you know the spotlight that uh, our environment is getting especially after the pandemic so it's it's good that we have started sparking these conversations and people are getting interested and they're getting they are trying to be more responsible so i do hope and my hope is the same that uh, you are able to convert that many people and that many people will join forces together to really think about the impact of every choice that they make when it comes to consumption and that brings me to our what if question this is the core of our show and it helps us connect the idea the bigger picture we know that the problem we have right now the climate crisis we have right now or the waste problem we've created for ourselves it's not only a local problem it's a global problem so what if each one of us started making a conscious choice and um that could be just take 5 seconds to really break down the purchase in our minds before buying it how do you think that is going to help in taking that first step towards rebuilding i would like to say a circular economy so firstly i say that it it will change uh, by a great uh, impact so there, there was this quote i had read and i don't think it's more apt than uh, right now when you go out you just take a straw right uh, well you're having any kind of beverage the first thing what you do is that i need a straw to have it from from it yeah now yeah. that straw people don't understand is uh, not recyclable okay be it plastic mm. be it paper be it any kind of thing is not matlab uh, 90% of the straws do not get recycled for various reasons because of collection or whatever now mm-hmm. imagine if in a population of 7.2 billion people in the entire world everyone is saying mm-hmm. it is just one straw how can i harm the environment but what if we can actually change that 
the moment each one of us or say even half of us actually start thinking about that what if i don't do this what if i don't do that it can actually create a hell of a hell lot of a difference because everyone has things from straw now that's just of course straw is just an example of a bigger picture over here but you get what i'm trying to say that uh, yeah. the moment we can just take five more seconds is going to create a huge impact because it's not you or me alone who's going to create the change it's going to be the people around us who will be growing every single day and creating that change and you never know and i i personally believe that there is a snowballing effect for each and everything yeah. what you do every single day so uh, the moment you make that conscious change yourself you will feel a bit happier about yourself and you will want to tell other people that hey i have made this change because it's actually good for the environment at the end of the day you will feel a bit happier before sleeping saying that i did not divert one particular thing to the store like i didn't uh, i did not put more waste into the environment so it's just about being a little bit more conscious about your uh, say consumption and personally apart from mm-hmm. that i believe that uh, recube will be able to give you that convenience that okay you don't have to think much about yes. it we'll handle your rest. we'll handle the rest so firstly i'd say that small small things really really matter and it's a great name mm-hmm. for the show what you had because what if it automatically says that okay but have you thought about this like what if is a name that yeah uh, why not like you can immediately think of it in a very good manner so <laughs> damn good and that's the idea really to break that linear pattern of thought where we usually just follow you know very very habitual or asking this what if question breaking that thought pattern and challenging your mind to do something differently and to come up with some solution and luckily we have recube which is <laughs> all right so we come to our final segment and that is about gratitude i like including this question because i believe it's it's important to reflect and remind ourselves of what we are grateful for if if not every day every week that has helped me be more grounded and be more motivated to continue doing what i'm doing so in the space of professional and personal i'll give you both over here professionally i am very grateful for the team what we have i can't emphasize that how important is uh, getting a team in place people who think alike people who have a same shared vision i can't stress on it enough like it's really really important because at least the five of us the way we comfort each other or in our lows or our highs the way we share things the way we the pattern what we have because that eventually grooms the kind of culture you're going to be having in your professional uh, space because you're meeting these guys 24 7365 days there is no way about it so it's very important that you get the right team who will help you do something better every single day like not in a competitive manner but for yourself like which will help you grow so i'm really really grateful for the team what we have uh, currently and we hope that we can create a much bigger team sooner enough that people know about the entire change what we're trying to build that's one thing what i'm really grateful for the second thing you may laugh at it but i personally believe like this plays a very important role on shaping anyone's life which is the luck factor mm-hmm. professionally mm-hmm. i personally believe that if we were not lucky at that point of time if india hadn't put up a ban on single use plastics we wouldn't have been able to get a good hold in the market Well, we are we are lucky in terms that maybe it's our ideas maybe it's our implementation maybe it's our work or maybe it's just luck that whenever we go to a company we haven't found any particular person who said oh this is not good or oh, they don't seem interested for it of course there's a difference in the mm-hmm. conversion rate that i completely agree but we still haven't found one person who is just shot down say that this is not this cannot be done this is not feasible for us so personally i'm really really grateful for the fact that people around us maybe it's the new generation of people who are thinking in a similar aligned manner everyone's doing the yeah. same everyone's more uh, 
okay with the fact that things are going to be changing sooner or later and this is can be a good way of doing it so these are the two things what i'm primarily very very grateful for uh, this you know in my professional life it's just the people around you it's like people with a purpose and you have a gold mine in front of you be it in any industry be it in any startup be it in any corporate structure people with purpose is the key for me in that process and personally I'd, i'm very grateful for again uh, people around me my family my friends my girlfriend everyone around it's only only for that matter of fact that we because it's a startup we're still we're trying to build something very actively and we are wanting to do it from our heart we don't realize mm-hmm. that the amount of hours you spend on any particular project and you don't balance your life out at all and uh, mm-hmm. because of, for, for the five of us we've been part of college and in terms of college also you should do very similar activities for the past 7 8 years i don't remember a good time that where i've actually gone uh, for a dinner with my family or like these people like just talking normally and not keeping work mm-hmm. aside because that's where mm-hmm. we everyone become and i'm just grateful for these guys for just understanding what i'm into believing in what i'm trying to do and hoping that it all works out so these are the things i'm grateful about and yeah that's that that's the eventual thing that if people believe in you things will start believing on its own and snowball to a much bigger thing sooner or later the reusable revolution is here all we need to do is raise our hands and demand for better together ask questions if you need to frown upon single use disposables make suggestions on best practices and demand for sustainable alternatives as more of us join hands to bring back values of reduce reuse and recycle the systems will turn in our planet's favor thanks for joining us today we love getting serious about sustainability and hope you do too Get to know about how Recube is revolutionizing reusability on their website or social channels. We'll leave the links in your episode notes. Oh, and get yourself a reusable cup if you haven't already. Single use is so 1980s. Share this episode with your friends, family and colleagues. It is the best way to grow a community of change makers. Come say hi to us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. All feedback and suggestions are welcome. Until we meet again, Take care, stay safe and have a think about your gratitudes for today. Mm-hmm.